right, so welcome to episode one, our first actual proper episode. We're going to talk about an actual book review. So do you want to tell them what our, our book is for today? Uh, our book is Scythe by Neil Shusterman. Now, for the people who aren't familiar with Neil Shusterman, can you give us a little bit of background on him? Uh, yes, Neil Shusterman is, lives in California. He lives in California now. Okay. Um, let me pull up his name real fast. Neil Shusterman is an American writer of young adult fiction, and he won the 2015 Book Award for Young People's Literature for his book Challenger Deep and his novel Scythe, was a 2017 Michael L. Prince honor book. Now, um, he's written many books that are my that are very good. They're actually going to be making a movie adaptation of this book. Yeah, they are actually writing it, I believe, is the current status. Um, so hopefully that, and that's something we'll talk about maybe at the end of the episode, is, is adaptations and how uh, kind of the challenges of adapting a book into a film. But um, for right now, kind of give us a non-spoiler synopsis of the book. What is it about? It's, it's about two teens who live in a world where like disease doesn't have a happen you can't die unless you are gleaned aka killed by these grim reaper sort of figures called sides mm-hmm. and uh it's mostly them uh going through this nightmare of having to see death after death and the and they have to go through all this uh hot all these challenging terrible exams that put each other at stake very good. So, does this take place in a fantasy world, or is it set in the modern world? It's not set in the modern world. It's set in the future because mm-hmm. uh, it takes place in mid America. So I imagine like maybe America split apart. Maybe it's not really touched on in in this book. What happened? It's just kind of stated as as matter of fact. So it's kind of. Uh, not necessarily post-apocalyptic, but there's basically been a lot of advancements scientifically that have uh, enabled people to live longer, kind of, but also to not die until they're chosen to die. So it it is set in America, like you said, but yeah, it is. It's it's kind of what we call an alternate um, America. sort of like parallel universes and the multiverse. Kind of, yeah. That's, that's kind of a good way to talk about it. So, tell us about our our main characters. Uh, our main characters are Citra and Rowan, and maybe Scythe Faraday. I would say he's a main character, yeah. and then there's another Scythe Curie, Scythe Goodard, mm-hmm. Esme, uh, the other sides that were with Goodard. But let's so let's stick with the first two that you mentioned. Yeah, Citra and Rowan. They're right. like they're main characters. Um. So, well, can you tell us about them? So, Citra is a 16-year-old girl who lives with her father, mother, and her brother, Ben. Okay. And uh, she, uh, when Scythe Faraday enters her, out, her house, she thinks that he's here to glean them, but really, he's just there for Zidi. I mean, who doesn't like Zidi? It's delicious. Same, same um, spaghetti. Okay, so that's that's Citra. Uh, Rowan is a sixteen-year-old teenage boy, 
and he was in he's he was in high school when Scythe Verde came to him and he uh he was very brave in helping someone who was about to be gleaned like holding his hand and and after that everyone thought he was oh oh he's he's like a terrible guy he he wasn't there to help him at all he just wanted to see the blood right so that kind of gives you an idea of how um rumors get started kind of because those people who were saying those things didn't see what happened they just know the beginning and the end of it and they're kind of filling in the the middle that they don't know and that's not exactly fair and i think i think it's safe to say that kind of drives um rowan's character a little bit don't you think yeah so makes him an interesting guy it does and so in fact his family doesn't care for him at all so that also makes it he also so it makes him it makes it a little sadder that his family don't care about him yeah and that's i mean that's kind of a a sad reality that exists that there those situations do exist in the real world but I think his character shows that even in those situations, you can go on to be a good person. You can do good things and um, not reflect that same behavior onto other people. But there are two different versions of Rowan in the book. Well, is it that there's two different versions or is it, he, is it that he grew as a character? He grew as a character and he okay. sort of grew for the worse. You think so? Uh, yeah, like at first with without, Fair- without spoiling. At first remember. with Faraday, he was uh, super, like he was super nice. He, I know he was still scared, like he was getting used to seeing people get killed on a daily basis. But uh, he he wasn't like how he was with Scythe Goodard, uh, where he started engaging himself in massacres and he started enjoying killing more than normal like he he would actually start slicing people okay so and and again that goes back to what we call character arc which is how a character grows and changes over the course of the story now it's not always a good change right characters can change to become bad and then they can depending on how the story goes they can redeem themselves or they can just stay bad um and then they realize what they've done, and then... Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. That's it just depends on the story. Now, I think with this one, and again, we're not going to spoil anything, but... We'll try not to spoil this is a This is a more than one book series, so... It's a four-book series. four books, right. So we he... don't know how Rowan might change over the next few books. I think even it would... It's safe to say that he changes it more than once in this book. Yeah. Um, And then... With Citra, what do you? How do you feel like her character arc went? Huh? She didn't really change that much, really. You don't think so? Not really. Not as much as Rowan. Okay, but again, this is you know, there's three more books after this, so she may have additional growth um, as she goes. That's some stories. Your characters don't have to necessarily grow quickly. They can, you know, it can take several books depending on this if it's a series or if it's just one long book um however i'm not sure neil shushman's new book that takes place inside has citron rowan it's just short stories from the scythe universe so it might not that's sometimes that adds a little bit of additional context to what you've read already so what about this book did you like i really liked how it made you think about death really in a different way 
Okay. How how it made you feel like it. It's not just like oh it made me cry. It, it's intense. A lot of things are going on. Well, when you say it made you think about death in a different way, how? Like it... most people think of death as like oh my god it's gonna kill me it's gonna kill me at any chance. But in this book, you're talking about death as a character. Yes. Not not just the act of dying, but death as a death as a character personified character. Okay. Um, it makes you think about them a different way, like cause. Si- some sides like they they glean people with comfort and it makes their death feel a little better um so it just it makes you think about stuff differently so you can i mean you can apply that to people too because there's certain people their demeanor the way they act around other people can can kind of make it where you want to or don't want to be around that person and i think that's I, I like what you're saying about that being used to talk about the character of death because death is a scary thing generally, and when you place a character who is representing death, like the scythes in this story, the way that they approach their their job because that's what it is, um, I think that it has a huge impact on how the people who are being chosen to be cleaned react to it. So. I would much rather have someone like um, Faraday, so, yeah. who is is kind and gentle and understands the nature of their job and the impact that it has on the people that are chosen to be cleaned, as opposed to Goodard, uh, Goodard who just, is, just takes a sick pleasure in what he's doing, and that's uncomfortable and and scary because when he shows up, you don't want to be there because he causes huge massacres, right? So. Um, that's a that's a good point. I really like that. Now, I think it also helps the the book itself thematically talks about death too and how um how that's approached in our society because what's different about death in this book as opposed to real life? Um in this book there's different types of death. I would say there's the comfortable death with Scythe Faraday. Well, that still happens in, in the real world. People yeah. can die in their sleep from being old, or they can. there's medicines that can help people not die painfully. What I'm getting at is the idea of how people are selected to die. Because oh, in, yeah. the, in, in the book, they are chosen they, based on statistics, right? Yeah, they're chosen on, like, uh, let's say... Um, Daddy here was selected to be gleaned. He had, he had to have certain characteristics. Like, let's say he had to be, uh, he had to have three children. Um, he loved to play guitar, or um, he likes to write books and read books. Um, right, and it's also things like, um, they were taking statistics from the time before these gleanings started happening. So they would say. Well, this percentage of people would die in a plane crash, and this percentage of people would die when they were uh, exercising too intensely, or things like that. So they were kind of trying to pick people, or they were supposed to be trying to pick people based on those statistics to kind of keep things as they were, even though things are different now. Yeah, nowadays, um, like deaths, you don't have to be chosen. It just happens randomly. Right. But in this situation, they're choosing, they're actively choosing certain yeah. people. 
based on criteria that existed before the world that they're in right now. And imagine doing that. Like, you had to painfully choose people. Mm-hmm. However, Scythe Goodot, he doesn't choose people. He he just, like, I imagine, grabs a gun, cocks it, and starts It kind of takes the, the easy way out, yeah. So, um... What would you say, as far as content warnings, what would you say people should think about before reading this? A lot of, there is tons of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, there is massacres, like we've said. Right. Um, there is cults. There's mention of cults. Okay. Um, it also, I mean, it, the whole book is about death. Yeah. And so for some people that might be a little bit uncomfortable to read about. So if that's the case, this... Probably isn't the right book at the right time. There's underage drinking, mm-hmm. and uh, there's gaslighting. Okay. Um, what is what is gaslighting? Can you? It's like basically fires, firebrands, sort of. Like okay, you... so you're talking about that's a different kind of gas. Okay. So there's there's fire essentially. Yeah, there's like buildings are burning down. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, there's also a lot of mention of weapons and. Yeah. Uh, so parents, uh, there's also some language, uh, parents, uh, and kids, parents, please, oh, kids, sorry, kids, please make sure you ask your parents first. This book can be pretty disturbing at some point. There is some comedy in it, but really the only comedy part was when Rowan said he was going to be a naked size. So... The book, the copy of the book that you have comes with uh, discussion questions. And an autograph. And you are lucky enough to have it autographed, yes. So that's a pretty cool thing to have. I got all three books autographed, baby. So I don't want to go through all of the discussion questions, one, because of time, but also because we want people to be able to go through these themselves, and some of this is going to have spoilers in it. So I'm going to pick one of these uh, questions to get your answer on and I'll provide my own answer because I did read this along with you and I enjoyed it. Um, so let's see. It's a good question. here. Oh, real fast. Would you recommend this to anybody? Uh, yeah, I would. It's, I don't necessarily think it's for everybody, obviously because yeah. of the, to- the topics and, and things that it discusses. But I think for people who like um, dark fantasy, this is a really good book. I think for adults uh, who like things like um, Terry Pratchett's, uh, some of his books that, that have the character of death in them, um, they're not for kids, but they, and, and Scythe doesn't have the same level of satire and comedy that Pratchett has, but it is a different personification of death that I think is a very interesting way of looking at it. Um, I also think thematically it shares a lot with um, some of Kurt Vonnegut's work in regard to how he looks, how he approaches death, and how he talks about people's understanding of it and acceptance of it. Uh, so those are the first two that kind of come off the top of my head. Um, so now the question that I want to ask for you is um, why can gleaning not be referred to as killing. Probably because if you say the word killing, uh, sides like people will go like, "Oh my god, oh my god, we're all gonna be killed." 
Well, yeah, it carries a certain connotation with it. And I think that using that word, using the word gleaning, kind of um, dulls that edge a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a little bit easier to accept that than it is to accept killing. And throughout the book, they actually said, like, it's not referred to as killing. It's referred to as gleaning. Right. So on that note, do you think, and again, without spoiling this, the way that this society in this book is set up, where they, rather than people dying naturally um, or, or randomly just because of, you know, human nature and the things that happen, do you think that? having these sides that that do what they do and how they do it is that a better society than what we have now or do you think it's it's worse i mean it depends on the size because each size is different right but that's you don't really get to pick and choose on that it's yeah it's it's, it's random so um yeah it's a little better since nowadays uh just random people can go around and start killing people with all the violence going around in the world today. Um, well, and it and things can just happen too. Um, so, but in in this in the size world, you you can like reset your age you know, and if you jump off a building, you won't die. Right. So it it has some we'll call them buffers. Um but I think and and there's a character in the book that kind of points this out is that even having those uh, buffers that you know the fact that you can't die unless you're gleaned um, I think that can be problematic because then you can have people who use that and abuse that um, for all kinds of purposes you know people might think like oh well if I can't die I can just go do whatever I want um, and don't think about the consequences so I think that's something to consider in a society like that is when you strip that away how are people going to act yes you know so that's just something to consider. Um, you, but there is one way to avoid being gleaned. If a scythe grants you immunity from mm-hmm. the ring, then right. you just really have to... Mwah. But that's only a temporary effect. Yeah, it's so. like 12 months, I think. Right. So, Except for your family. If you do become a scythe, your whole family gets immunity. What, what other books would you recommend for people who like scythe? Um... If you like Scythe, you should probably do Dark Side of Nowhere, also by Neil Shusterman. Uh, let's see, what else? <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I can't really think of any others. I've okay. never really read a book like Scythe, how it well, takes a different approach on death. That's, that's fair, and I'm sure eventually we'll, you'll read the rest of the series. And you'll read it with me, too. I probably will, yeah. All right, so that was Scythe by Neil Shusterman. Um, so this one will go, we'll go put this one up on the bookshelf and let all of our intergalactic friends come and pick it up whenever they want to. Just a quick question. How much is rocket gas prices right now? Ooh, rocket gas right now, it's, it's probably pretty expensive. You're going to be wanting to use dark matter as a, as a fuel source at this point. So... Dark matter is really hard to come by. It is, but it's more efficient. So, yeah. All right. Well, we will see everyone next time. And we'll see all you loving Area 51 fans who will probably enjoy this podcast, mostly because we're letting other aliens read our Earth books. Okay. All right. Happy reading. Happy reading. <laughs>